Also, check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Check out all of our content. Try to get up to 2,000. I like round numbers. We're close. We're close to that. So just go. Do it. So I'll stop bugging you. Just smash the subscribe button, please. Much like Disney smashed my credit card yesterday. No, so, It's a lot of smashing. No regrets, man. No regrets. I drank a lot of beer around the world yesterday. Dry January is officially over. I can thank the uh, I can thank the beers in Canada, France, the UK. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, have you ever done this? No, 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 right. no you haven't no, gone no, to Disney. No, so. no, no, no. I've what? been to Disney, but wait, there's French beer. Yeah, Cronenberg. I think it's Cronenberg 1861. I believe that's the beer. You go to Morocco, you get Casa beer. Germany's easy. France is known for a lot of things. Beer is not one of them. You want champagne? <laughs> you want wine? But I had beer while you... I was in France, waiting for uh, waiting for the ratatouille ride. This is like getting the Mexican food from like Columbus, Ohio, or something. This is like I'm getting, sure there's a good. This is hey, like getting Chinese hey, food from hey, Iowa. What hey are, man, what are you I doing? bet you, I bet you there's a dope Mexican joint what in Columbus, are you doing? Ohio. Yeah. I don't know if you've looked around, Joe, but what this country this country is a lot more of a melting pot than you give it credit. What are you doing? What? French beer. Yeah, Cronenberg. People are familiar with it. Okay, you're saying the French can make champagne. They can make wine. They can wine? make beer? Yes, they, they can, can make, make beer? Wine. They can make beer, too. I'm not saying they, they're not physically capable of making it. I'm just saying it's not what they do. I wonder why they haven't made a champagne of beers. Why they left that to Miller Highlight? Probably because they were making actual champagne. This <laughs> is probably like, well, well hey, hey, <laughs> Americans, we'll let you have high life. And you know what? I'll drink high life over champagne any day. Any day. But yeah, you can get like Labatt in Canada. Canadians can make it's good beer, yes. yes. Well, what's funny is I have an easier time finding, and shout out to the hockey rinks that sell beer. Molson Canadian is widely available oh, hockey rinks. Yeah. By are. the way, you're a slacker. Why am I slacking? How many times have you been to this wake performance, whatever it's called, where the Canes practice? Well, it's now called Invisalign Arena. How many times have you been? Oh, man, I've lost track. Why? Okay, my sister goes once, and I get a picture from the menu for the name of the sandwich. It's not named after us, yeah, but the name of the sandwich is the OG. It is called the You're OG. there like eight days a freaking week, and no, not Kelly once is. has it occurred to you to be like, oh, look, they have a sandwich called the OG. Well, I mean, I've made that reference. My dad has pointed it out, too. Oh, I'm glad your pops is on the job. Yeah, he's pointed that out as well. But now Kelly spends more time at weight competition center than I do. I'm sorry, Invisalign Arena. Shall we go and try the sandwich one day? We should. I mean, it's a good kitchen. It's it's Tribeca Tavern. They make good stuff. So I'm in. Wash it down with a seven dollar storm brew, right? Anyway, wait, no, no. that place has the same beer prices. No, as this. no, 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 no. You get a storm okay. brew. Yeah, you get a storm brew cheaper there. Whew. You get a storm brew that's cheaper there. All right, let's answer. I guess some it page. all goes in Dundon's pocket. Joe, let's, let's answer some Hey Joe questions. If you go, can can, you, can I give you my skates to get sharpened? Yes. Uh, <laughs> how many inches? All of them. Well, how much? How many? How much do you when you get your skate sharpened? How? What do you usually do? Oh, depth. Yeah. Oh. Or you just give it to them and say, "Sharpen my skates." Pretty much. Oh, okay, that's fine. Take a little you, off the top. You trust them to just do it right. Yeah, I I try not to go too deep because I don't want to tear an ACL. But fair enough. Fair. That's fair enough. Honestly, I don't think it matters for 11U, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. They just need to get sharpened up so they're not falling on themselves and then having <laughs> officials inadvertently call penalties on the ice. Anyway, 
I have I have thoughts. <laughs> I have thought. It's funny. Youth youth sports has actually turned me into officials guy, and I'm having a hard time transitioning. Anyway. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. From Blanton, how many points do the Heels need to score to trigger these being free the next day? Oh, what? The uh, the Bojangles hard tea? So yeah, are you asking? Yes. So 100 points for free biscuits. Okay. How many points to get the uh, <laughs> to get the hard tea, the Bojangles hard tea? That's got to be 200 points for a free hard tea, don't you think? They're not just going to be handed hand it out willy-nilly. 200? 200 points. Right? No, I mean you got to give him a shot. Like one twenty, right. they're not going to score one twenty. One twenty five without Roy. One twenty five. One twenty five. That way you'll get the free hard tea from Bojangles. Uh, they should. Next up. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. From Eric, does the Dallas kicker have a good short game in golf? <laughs> Poor guy. What Brett Maher? I mean, you missed the first two. Okay. That was five in a row going back to the last game. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there going, why do you – at first I'm like, why do you keep running them out there? Then I'm like, well, A, they do – the one point would make a difference. Mm-hmm. when it, Especially when they got to 18. I'm like, yeah, they could re- – 19 is a big difference. Um, but then I'm like, okay, Brett, buddy, maybe try it from the middle of the field or go to the other hash because you've now missed four kicks in a row from the same hash. And mm-hmm. I get it. There's a routine to kicking, just like there is in golf, but sometimes you got to shake it up a little bit. Here's here's Brett Maher, the Dallas kicker, who missed four extra points. Not field goals, four extra points last night to the point where Dak Prescott was cursing and yelling, why don't we just go for two on whether or not he was in his own head regarding those point afters. I don't know about that. I mean, hindsight, it's easy to, to say that, but um, I felt like I had a good clean process. How were you able to bring yourself out of it? Like, what, what was your thought process? Just going one for one. Did they talk? Did your team talk to you at all when you came back to the bench? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, the team, the coaching staff, they were all uh, awesome, uh, and I needed every single one of them today. So I appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I didn't do my my part, and that's disappointing. Um, but uh, we'll get back at it. So that's Brett Maher, the Dallas kicker, who was in his own head regarding missing PATs. He missed four in a row. I mean, it didn't matter. Ended up making his fifth. Here's the this was on the Manning cast, Monday Night Football, Peyton and Eli Manning, with our guy, Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions head coach, reacting to Maher's fourth missed PAT. He was hoping he could kick it from the two yard line instead <laughs> of, you know, having to go all the way back. I just got the shanks a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't know. Now we got, now we got lots of analysts up there in the owner's box. <laughs> Safe to say that Brett Maher will not be with the Dallas Cowboys after the season? Uh, after the season, I don't know. I'd, I would replace him before the next playoff game, personally, but that doesn't sound like they have plans to do that quite yet. Well, what's interesting is that... I think we had I, an unbelievable season. I think he only missed three, three yeah. total kicks the whole year. Yeah. And extra points are no longer, you know, this this 20-yard chip shot. It's a 33-yard field goal, mm-hmm. which is not insignificant. Mm-hmm. But it's literally your job to make a 33-yard field goal. So you got to do it. Well, there are some days where you can't. 
clearly. But that was that was almost all mental problems right there. Yeah, that was, was that is the definition of the yips. He had the yips. It's it's all mental problems, and we've seen this play out. We probably see this play out more in college than we do in the professional ranks for obvious reasons. But coaches will just put him back out there so they can just work through it. There's the confidence of putting yourself back out there. You're going to work through it. You're just having an off day. It's whatever it is. It was a little bit of a luxury last night that they had the lead that they did. And, yes. and again, I'm mentioning. When you're at 18, there is a value to being up 19. Mm -hmm. So you do put the kicker out there to try to get the one point. But it's, here's where it's funny. It didn't matter last night, and it's not going to matter against the San Francisco 49ers. You can mark that tape. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think it's going to matter at all. It's going to be interesting to see what Dallas does in the next game. I, I'm, I'm, my initial reaction is yes, they they just had their Super Bowl. They did. However. San Francisco was fooling around against Seattle, mm -hmm. particularly in the first half. Mm -hmm. And while I have confidence that Kyle Shanahan can help Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy's initial reaction when trouble comes is to run back like he's still playing in high school. Can't do that in the NFL. You have to come up, not run around. Next up. From Andrew, hey, Joe, Hammer, Georgia Tech minus six tonight? NC plus, plus six. NC State versus uh, the Yellow Jackets tonight. Wolfpack coming off a nice win against Miami. That was the, all right, we lost at your place. We're going to make sure that we don't lose at our place. And for a while there, I thought it was going to play out very similar to yes. the game down in Coral Gables where the Wolfpack looked like they had things under control. Miami's a good team. Jim Laranaga is a good coach, and they're going to fight them. They're going to fight back. That's exactly what happened. Here's the positive I'll take away from the Wolfpack. They're in a mode where other players are stepping up when needed, mm -hmm. which was sorely missing last year. In Kevin Keats's defense last year, when it came to the big man situation, everybody got hurt, right? So in this particular case, they, they expect uh, Dusan Mahorsic at the beginning of the season. He gets hurt, and now you're thinking, oh, the Manny Bates thing all over again. I always maintain that the biggest mistake that people made or the biggest mistake that Kevin Keats made about what happened last year was focusing sorely, like solely on Manny Bates. No, there was a series of injuries that occurred in that position where you were down to, I can't remember the guy's e. name. E.B. Duana. E.B. Duana, right? Who tried, Manny. There's like one or two games in there where he, he did his best. In this particular case, they're healthy and they're stepping up in spots. So you've had D.J. Burns and his offense help. And then in that game against Miami, it was Ernest, Ernest Ross. Yeah, I, listen, Josh Pastner's 5-2 and two against NC State, and in only one of those years did he have a good team. I mean, Georgia Tech's been pretty much terrible other than when they play State and or Carolina down in Atlanta. This game is down there. Terquavion Smith went nuts last year, and they beat Georgia Tech down there, but this is a game that NC State typically loses. Now, I would say in the second half when Miami was coming on hot, Isaiah Wong I'm watching that game on Saturday, and I'm going, if I'm Isaiah Wong, I am going over to John Ruiz and saying, you gave Nigel Pack 800K? <laughs> now, I know I know Wong is getting money, Joe. Sure. But I, Nigel Pack walked into that gym, and I'm going, this is the guy? <laughs> and I actually had somebody from NC State text me. It says, you realize Nigel Pack makes more money than anybody, on than the totality of our NIL payouts to our roster this year. Which includes a 350 for Tequavion Smith, by that's the way. That's crazy. Like, Nigel Pack is, that's nuts. And I get that he had an unbelievable year at Kansas State. He's not athletic. He's not big. And I'm just watching him saunter out there and I'm going, this, 
This is crazy. This is just crazy. Next up. I got a proposition for you. From Alex. Hey, Joe. Is Kevin Keats a winner now? <laughs> Three in a row. I mean, hey, he's man. a winner this year. Hey, man, look. Uh, look. We all understand that Kevin Keats needed to win this year, that Kevin Keats and NC State needed to make the NCAA tournament. And when you have opportunities to take advantage of where the league is right now, I'll give credit when it's warranted. NC State has taken advantage of where the league is right now. Uh, it's a little, it's a league in flux, a league in which Clemson is your top dog. We see, we talk about it in football all the time. Very rarely with Roy Williams and Mike Shashevsky have you seen opportunities for this to happen. Well, we're seeing it now, and I think he's taking advantage yeah. of it. This Wolfpack team is taking advantage. I, I think of Carolina it. is still going to have something to say we'll find in the out. end. Yeah. That's for sure, in my opinion. You'll see Caleb Love catch a little bit of fire. Mm-hmm. But no, there's no doubt that NC State has remade their roster. You see DJ Burns, the excitement that he has added in that building, and and quite frankly, the, his ability to make the other players around him better. And then Jarkel Joyner has also been just really uh, a, just a gem. Speaking of NC State and Carolina, they play on Saturday, and we're, we're in that like peak. You know, North Carolina likes to say that NC State isn't the rival. Okay, fine, we'll give it to you in basketball. But man, oh man, this weekend kind of showing you once again that NC State still gets under the skin of Tar Heel fans, and we'll explain why next. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube, and you can smash that subscribe button and get a lot of our content there if you missed it on WREL Sports Plus or you just missed it here on 99.9 The Fan. So we got NC State and Carolina on Saturday. It's going to be an intriguing matchup, which I still expect Carolina to win. I think most people understand, or at least I understand it to be, the better team. But this past weekend, NC State and Carolina played on the women's side at Carmichael. And... It was a sellout crowd. I forgot when the last time it was that Carmichael sold out for a women's basketball game, but this was a big deal. It had been a while. Um, you know, I saw the women's basketball Twitter account saying, rank, win, check, sellout crowd, check, alums home, check, quite a day at Carmichael. It's not lost on me that all of this is against NC State. It's not lost on me that it doesn't come too far after Courtney Bangart's comments about NC State being irrelevant, essentially, and having to walk that back, which I, whatever, those things don't necessarily get to me. But it's another instance where NC State is viewed in a particular way in the rivalry, and yet fans certainly show out for these types of games, and I usually hear the most amount of chatter about these types of things when NC State and Carolina play basketball. I say this, Joe, understanding that that's part of the shtick. It's a feature of the NC State-Carolina rivalry. It's what kind of keeps the thing going. But deep down, it matters to them, and we saw it on Saturday uh, in that NC State-Carolina women's basketball game. Their first sellout since the 2014-15 season. Okay, there you go. Thank you. So first one under Courtney Bangard. And if I'm not mistaken, with NC State hosting... I'm sorry, with Carolina hosting NC State on Saturday in Chapel Hill, are they having another, like, celebration of a former team? I think we're getting the 93 team. We're getting the 93 team? Yeah. Okay. What did we get last year in uh, Chapel Hill? That was the 82 team. With Roy Williams? With Roy. Yeah. Yeah, and what happened that day? They smoked NC State to the point where Roy Williams at halftime was like, keep whooping their ass. All right? They were feeling pretty good that day, yes. They were. They were. 
So I just bring that up as a kind of like a little bit of a a y'all need. It, it each played other. out exactly how I said it would this summer. Yeah, with Courtney Banghart when she was running her mouth about NC State not being relevant in women's basketball. NC State, if you don't know, has won the ACC championship three years in a row. Mm-hmm. So how is the champion of your league not relevant? Yeah, and also I made the point. Your team is on the come up. Mm-hmm. You probably will have the best team in the league this year. And guess what? When you do beat NC State next year, what are you supposed to say? Oh, well, they're not relevant, so it doesn't matter. I mean, so again, I hate being right. <laughs> no, I don't. No, you don't. You love being right. You love being right. No, I don't. And after Saturday's NC State NC State win over Miami, Terquavion Smith had some comments that, I've. It's been interesting to see how they've been construed. Yes, and in fact, they've the, been compared to Drake May's comments from the football season, where Drake May basically said nobody can get if you get into Carolina because if you go to state, it's because you couldn't get into Carolina. Essentially, yeah, that's, that's essentially fine. what it it's was. trash talk. That's fine. And I had no problems with what Drake May said. Again, it's all part of the feature of the NC yes. State Carolina rivalry. And I thought I saw Theo Pinson retweet like, nah, man, they come here for this. Like, we come to Carolina for right, this. Right. But here's Terquavion Smith calling out, essentially calling out Duke in North Carolina after they beat Miami. I feel like uh, other people and other colleges in North Carolina kind of feel like they're always better than us because I guess because they wear blue. But honestly, I just want people to know that you can come here too. You know, it's the same as it is over there. Like, they do the same stuff we do, they just got different courses. <laughs> The, di- the different courses part, I can see some people being like, oh, wait, is that a dig at the I academics? He's not even old enough to, to sure, know that, Sure, so. sure, sure. But I, I heard those comments after the fact, right? I, I just saw some social media hubbub over the weekend. I'm like, okay, what's going on now? And to your point, yeah, some people were like, well, where, where's the heat on Terquavion Smith versus Drake May? First and foremost, anybody giving Drake May heat for what he said earlier in the football season needs to go outside and touch grass. Okay, that's just rivalry talk. That's something that's, that's been... his whole family went to the Carolina. Come on, so if there's anybody Charlotte, who gets where it, where he grew up in the state of North Carolina, so yes, Drake May has a, has a firm handle. Yes, on things that are Carolina. Mark May was a celebrated college quarterback mm-hmm. at North Carolina back in the in the late '80s. His brother Luke May was a nightmare for the Wolfpack, and Drake May. Knows all about it, and he was engaging in this part. If anybody knows the dynamics of that rivalry, Drake May is going to know it. So I never understood I the get, issue. I get why uh, Duke. I mean, I haven't heard from Duke, but I get why Theo Pinson or Carolina be like, no, it's not because we wear a blue; it's because we win. Yes, and we win championships. Yes, yes. I, that part I get. That part I get. But, but he wasn't saying like, oh, you, you're dumb if you go to Carolina or whatever. I, don't, I mean, I, can we hear the so Turqu- confused? Yeah, let, let's hear the Turquavion Smith quote one more time from Saturday. I feel like uh, other people and other colleges in North Carolina kind of feel like they're always better than us because I guess because they wear blue. But honestly, I just want people to know that you can come here too. You know, it's the same as it is over there. Like, they do the same stuff we do. They just got different courses. (laughs) (laughs) So essentially, And shout out to Carolina Blitz for getting the clip. Yeah, Vash, I got that out there. So the way that I would interpret what Terquavion is saying is, hey, man. It's possible to win here, too. It hasn't happened, obviously, but it's possible. You can still come here. You can still compete. You can still get some big wins. You can get a building that will be about you. All these things are true. It just hasn't happened at NC State for a very, very long time, and it's been happening at Carolina and Duke for a very long time. I credit him, man. He's just trying to – look, 
The guy's he's, tra- he's also from Farmville. He's from this, you know, he's from yeah. the state. Yep. He won the state championship mm-hmm. three times. So he's a guy, you know, that's what he's talking about. I don't think he's necessarily talking about I, the courses part. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. And and anyway, I'll I'll say this. I'll I'll, I'll end my comments about what Terquavion Smith said. If you're an old timer, you should love what Terquavion Smith had to say, because what do we typically hear from old timers when we talk about ACC basketball? The league is better when all three were competing. We have these. We reminisce about the Big Four tournament. We reminisce about those meetings in the ACC championship. They were heated battles in the regular season. They had stakes, okay? That's why you watch. That's what pulls you in. It's no fun when somebody's down. It's no fun when you beat somebody all the time. Well, I take that back. It is fun when you beat them all the time, but you want it to be competitive. You don't want it to be sad. You know, why do you think the Duke Carolina game was what it was in the Final Four? These two-story programs meeting in the Final Four with all the rivalry stakes and everything else, and they delivered. That's what you want. So it'd be nice if NC State participated too. I'm not saying that this is some sort of turnaround for the Wolfpack. I'm simply pointing out that what Terquavion Smith is what you want players to say when they're at these rivalry institutions. They want to be participants. They want to be good. And everybody's better for it. 